Hey guys, welcome back to Unpopular. We have a few things on the docket today. Colleen Ballinger's cancellation, some thoughts on the Idol, the new Threads app. But first, I have been in my flop era for the last month, maybe. We're really getting into winter here and it's totally dragging me down. It's the winter blues. I think I have seasonal depression because I actually got depressed here last winter as well. And it was like, I kind of didn't even realize it until... It was the end of winter, and then as the weather was changing, my mood was changing drastically, and I was like, oh my god, I was like depressed all winter. It's really happened since I moved back to the hometown, because the summers here are so beautiful, and the winters are just so bleak and ugly, and I just really get dragged down in the winter. I need to be in, um, you know, the California sunshine. It really creeps up on you, too. Like, I've just been so busy with work and my side hustles, and I just started, like, neglecting the house, um... It was turning into like a total dump, not like my 600 pound life hoarders, you know, roaches and stuff, not anything feral like that, but just like little things that add up, like not putting my shoes away, like the couch is untidy, the kitchen bench is untidy, don't, I haven't run the uh, robot vacuum for a while, you know, just all those like little things. And then when you put it all together, you know, not making your bed, like not putting the washing away properly, just like dumping it on the spare bed, like stuff like that. It just adds up. Uh, I've been slipping at the gym for sure. Last week, uh, I was just really out of it. And then I'm like, I'm going to go back to the gym. And then I ordered a fucking taxi. And of course it doesn't show up. I'm like standing at the front of the house waiting for it to come. And I'm just like, honestly. So then when like little things like that went wrong, I'm just like, oh, um, really bad sleep schedule for sure. Like, which is my fault. It's definitely my fault. I need to get it under control. I just keep going to bed way too late with my fucking phone. And then your brain is like active with the goddamn phone. I'm like, put it down. And I'm just scrolling like shit, you know, getting anxious, um, feeling flat. Yeah. A mixture of like flatness and anxiety, not keeping cute. I've definitely slipped on the uh, visual aspect of things. I haven't been tanning and sometimes I'm like, all right, I'll do the tan tonight or I'll do a tan on my lunch break. And then I never do it. I haven't had my hair done for a a hot minute it looks really bad at the moment i've been wearing like caps and stuff on social media because it's not cute um what else yeah i don't know just flat and i've been working a lot so then when i've had a few days off and i haven't been doing the podcast as much so when i've had some time off all i've done is just like sit on the couch and watch jocelyn's cabaret on zeus that's a reality show with jocelyn hernandez from love and hip-hop she's managing like escorts and strippers and they all fight each other and she's putting together like a strip show cabaret the episodes are all so long every episode's like 50 minutes and it's about as twice as long as it should be because it's a low budget ratchet network and I don't think they really have proper story producers and editors. It's almost like they just kind of film what happens that day and then they just slap it into an episode. So it's a lot of like dead air on the show and just a lot of like fights that should have been like edited down. Like when you compare it to like a housewives fight where someone will say like one comment and then it'll like cut to the reaction shot and there'll be like a funny sound effect and and every and you can tell that like bits have been cut out of the fight on Jocelyn. It's pretty much they're just showing you two people scream at each other back and forth for about like 40 minutes. But anyway, I've been watching way too much of that and scrolling social media because we have so many fucking apps now. I've been testy and extra sensitive. I kind of feel like I'm on my period. Like I'm like, this is what it must feel like 
to be on your period where everyone's like pissing you off. I have a really short fuse if I don't sleep properly. And I know it too. Like, it's not like I'm just being a bitch to people and I'm not aware. I'm like, I'm aware that I haven't slept and I'm being rude and like, I don't give a fuck. Like I got pissed at, I got pissed off at a friend um, the other day for a comment that they made. And it wasn't even that deep. And like, it was a, ambiguous comment where you could either take it as a compliment or you could like read shade into it. And then obviously, because I was in a bad mood, I took it as shade and got mad. And I I think I just needed like an excuse to be annoyed at somebody. So I kind of just like ignored them for a few days and they like apologize. They're like, oh my God, I'm sorry, you know, but, and I'm like, it's fine. Like it's, <laughs> it's all good. I probably just like wanted an apology from somebody for something. <laughs> Everything is just triggering me. Like, especially anything to do with like work or the podcast, anything like that. Like if anyone like canceled their Patreon or like sent me like a dumb DM on Instagram or sent me like a stupid, like that I have no interest in, like stuff like that, I would just spiral because I would just feel like this is like not where I want to be. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, definitely the weather, the weather is not helping and just the uncertainty of not knowing what the rest of my year is going to look like because I'm still waiting to get an answer on the whole mood. I mean, there's stuff that I can't talk about yet. I'll tell you guys later on. But um, yeah, there's stuff to do with that. So it's all up in the air. So I'm just sort of sitting here like, what is going on? Like, what am I doing? Like, where am I going to be like living in a few months? Like, you know, the whole thing. Um, But I did snap out of it about a week ago. I was like, bitch, get it together. So like, you know, I cleaned the house up. I put on an, put on a, uh, audio book. I was like, no more like podcasts and like rubbish. I'm like, put on a book and clean the house and book the hairdresser. I'm going the hairdresser this week. Finally, God knows I need it. I had an, a, a meeting with my accountant to fix my lax taxes back at the gym. I went there tonight um, and I nearly spat the dummy because there was like a different trainer and then I had to like share the rack with someone. I really can't share. Like I'm very anal at the gym of like my own space and like everything like I want to be on like the same rack all the time I just like have my method and I I can't handle like then when they use it you have to like change the weight and stuff like I can't do it so that was a lot but I got through it and yeah I'm digging myself out I think um I just feel like it's gonna be very up and down for me for the next uh I I don't know I feel like the next couple of months until winter's over I feel like my moods are going to be very roller coasterish. I did do a few Patreons, by the way, over the last couple of weeks. So, um, lots of housewife stuff on Patreon. So, I did all the Kyle and Mauricio and talking about Alison Dubois and like a lot of it and some different rumors that I've heard about things and a lot of uh, Housewives of OC thoughts and takes. There's actually an interview with Emily Simpson on my Patreon that I did uh, at work, but I put the audio onto the Patreon. So, you know, that's in the description of the podcast if you want to sign up to that, patreon.com slash unpopularjp. I am also trying to post on TikTok now. That's another thing that I'm trying to do to, like, be productive and not just sit on the couch and watch Jocelyn's Cabaret, although I will say that once I stop recording this, I am going to go back and uh, finish because I'm on the Vegas season and uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret New York premiere soon so i'm just really trying to get up to date with jocelyn uh but i am trying to do tiktok now i've tossed it up in my mind for like a few years i'm like god should i be on tiktok should i be doing tiktok i never commit to it and i'm just like bitch just like 
fucking get on there, see if there's any growth, because there's just so much discoverability there. And most of the content that I post, it goes on my Instagram story, so it expires in 24 hours. I don't even post on the grid that much. Um, Or my podcast, which you can't discover unless you're already engaged with me on social media. And when I started the podcast and I was doing a lot of the housewife stuff, it was really easy to get found because, um, you know, I was having housewives on the show and I was going on the housewives podcast that have very engaged audiences like Zach's show and Ryan Bailey and all of those people. But I don't do that anymore. So it's like, okay, well, I have to like start putting myself out there. I'm not going to be able to get my content in front of anybody. And I actually went semi-viral on TikTok when I was on the Blonde Files podcast in April, but I got so much hate on TikTok from the Dylan Mulvaney stands because I said something about Dylan, which wasn't even that negative. Like I was being like very PC about it. Um, And then when I got dragged, I was like, fuck, I should have just like given my real opinion. Um, But anyway, I just stopped opening TikTok because I could see all the, like, nasty comments of, like, oh, my God, you're so jealous of Dylan and, like, just craziness. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see this. I don't want the stress of being trolled. So, I just didn't open it. And I just, like, don't enjoy TikToks or Reels. Like, they just don't interest me. I can't really get into them. Like, people send me Reels on Instagram. Like, no offense, guys, because I know you guys mean well. 95% of the time... I'm not amused by whatever reel or TikTok you send me. Like, it just, it does nothing for them. Like, I just do not find them amusing or interesting. And I actually find the the apps itself, whether it's Instagram, if a reel pops up as soon as you open Instagram or, you know, TikTok, how as soon as you open that, it goes to the, the page with all the fucking, you know, TikToks, whatever, the feed. I find it, like, offensive to have, like, a short-form video just blasting in your face if you open the app. Like, it kind of feels like an assault. It's like, you're doing too fucking much. Like, calm down, back away, get out of my space. Like, I can smell your breath. Like, this is too much. Like, I don't want to open an app and have it going, you know, in my face. Like, I can't deal. Like, even tonight, I got my mom to give me a lift to the gym, actually, and she came over to watch The Bold and the Beautiful, and I was in my room working on something, but then I could hear her. I don't know if she was watching Facebook videos. I mean, it's all the same. I don't really like video content on social media. So she had the TV going, but then she was listening to a TikTok or something and it was Coldplay playing Fix You. It might've been like a sad, it was probably a sad montage of, I don't know, fucking someone rescuing a, you know, one of those home, like a homeless dog. And then, you know, you know those videos where they take the homeless dog and it's all like matted and it's, you know, ema- em- uh, emaciated and you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, so sad. It's been abused. And then they groom it. And then at the end, you'll see it's all like fluffy and it's like happy and stuff. It was probably like that with like Coldplay playing. And I had to like, I shut the hallway door and then I shut my bedroom door because I'm like, I can't hear these two fucking streams of audio playing simultaneously, especially when it's a fucking Coldplay song. So annoying. And the bold and the beautiful with like commercial TV ad breaks. Like this is too much. So I just can't deal. And I don't use TikTok enough for the algorithm to even know what I like. So my feed is like nothing that I want to see. So it's like crap. I'm like, where is the shit that I want to see on TikTok? I only ever go there 
to look at the blue-haired, like, personality disorder Zoomers that they're like, you know, I'm um, I'm a cat and, um, you know, like, I like that stuff and that's kind of it. Anyway, I've been posting some hot takes on there. I don't really know what I'm doing or, like, how I'm supposed to act because obviously TikTok is its own world and there's certain things on there that that work i'm just like doing my own thing i'm actually being kind of like pretty obnoxious like i'm irritating myself with some of my posts already i'm like oh i'm gonna cringe so like i kind of want to delete some but i'm like no just leave them because you've got to like build the profile and just like spam post and stuff and nobody knows me on tiktok so i feel like i can just be a bit of a jerk on there um and i'm also on threads which is the mark zuckerberg rival to twitter um i really need to consolidate my social media presence honestly because i'm on like so many things and i actually have i have two instagram accounts i've got my personal one and then i have my podcast one really the podcast one's the only one i use i have two twitter accounts I have Facebook that I don't use. I have TikTok that I'm using now. Now I have a fucking thread. It's like, it's it's too much. Like, I'm just spreading myself way too thin and it doesn't even serve me and I just waste my fucking time. But anyway, threads has blown up in the last week. I think the last I checked, 70 or 80 million users have signed up. Um, you know, they're trying to act like everyone just signed up of their own accord. It was really a trick. It seamlessly integrates with your Instagram. So you kind of think that you're just like checking out threads and before you know it, you're, you're signed up. You pretty much, it's pretty much like an Amazon, um, you know, the one click purchase on Amazon. That's what it feels like with threads. So they one click you into it. And then once you've got the account, they're like, oops, you can't delete it. Or it deletes your Instagram account. They're linked forever. Now it's like, really? Um, there's a lot of issues with threads and, I'm trying to get into it because I am a Twitter user. That's my favorite social media app, even though it's toxic and vile. I don't know. It's the one that I always find myself going back to. I've got to say that the Threads user base is the worst social media users I've ever seen outside of Facebook. Because you know how... um. The running joke really with threads for the last week has been, oh, wow, Instagrammers are going to need to get personalities now. We're going to see if Instagram users have a personality because they're not used to text-based social media apps. They're just used to like posting photos. And I mean, I was even going off on my, I think it was on my Patreon the other day about how all of the Instagrammers, when the news of Kyle and Mauricio broke, they just screenshot the article and then just post it on their page. And they're like, oof you know, yikes, whatever, like, that that's all they say about it, because they don't, they don't have to have personalities, really, on Instagram, these people, and now they do, and it's the worst fucking posts I've ever seen, the worst comedy, the worst opinions, it's the, it feels like the worst status updates of Facebook, but I don't even want to compare it to Facebook because I feel like Facebook sometimes is is still fun when you go on and you're like, you know, you'll forget who you're friends with on Facebook because most of us haven't really gone on our Facebook pages properly for 10 years or however long. But you'll have random, you know, cousins, you know, like white trash cousins and stuff like that that you don't talk to or just very random people like, oh, I did a um, course with this person in 2007 and we're still friends. And sometimes they'll post really like unhinged, lengthy status updates on Facebook that can be quite funny. There's not even that kind of charm on threads. Like one of the hit posts that I saw on there from an account with like a lot of followers was um, 
They were doing movie parody posters, but they were changing the names of the movies to threads. So it was like, Goodwill Threading, Game of Threads. I'm like, that's not a joke. Like, wh- wh- where's the punchline? Like, that's not funny. Okay, you, you're you're on Threads and you change the movie title to Threads, but not even in like a fun, like pun way where like it means something. You're just swapping out the word for Threads. And then everyone was like commenting with their own fucking style. Like when Threads met Sally or whatever. It's like, that makes no sense. Like, what are you talking about? And that was a hit post. And then you scroll through and that's what it is over and over and over. There's also this smugness on there where they're kind of like, you know, we're not toxic like um we're not toxic like Twitter over here. And uh, you know, everyone's dumping uh Twitter for threads, right? They're like gloating about how amazing threads it is threads is. And it's like, okay, I actually wrote a thread. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm using threads kind of like it's Twitter, because I'm kind of having like insightful takes and hot takes and stuff on there, which you're really not meant to have. You're really meant to be posting goodwill threading. Ha 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 ha. You know, the real threads of Beverly Hills. Ha 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 ha. Like that's what people are doing. Um but I posted something on there about like why are you all like celebrating threads so much? Like it's fucking like sycophantic and weird and like cultish the way they're doing it because it's like one the app steals and sells your data like more than any other fucking app like i know that all apps do that now but like threads does it the worst and to the point that they can't even launch it in parts of europe because they have much uh stricter data protection laws over there so people a lot of people in europe can't even get threads that's how bad it is when it comes to that i mean mark zuckerberg and you know meta have a really bad history weren't they in like Remember when Zuckerberg was in court? I can't even remember what that was about, but that had something to do with what they were doing with our fucking data. So there's that. It's heavily censored. So you can't do porn and they don't want people doing news and politics. Like they've said that specifically. They're like, we don't want this to be like a political app like Twitter is. And um, I don't think you can post, you know, like politically incorrect opinions and things, which you're allowed to do on Twitter now since Elon Musk took over. Um, And look, that's all fine and dandy of like, okay, good, you know, we can keep it to be a non-toxic zone of not having people argue over like who's getting elected and stuff. Like I get the point of that, but that censorship will be abused come next election. You know, like the reason they probably don't want news and politics on there is like they don't want you posting things that go against whatever candidate they want to push or something. Like, they're going to abuse that shit. Trust me. Just wait. Like, it's going to not be cute. Um, They tricked us into signing up. So, like I said before, if you delete it, then you delete your Instagram and people don't want to lose their Instagram. So, we were, like, fooled into being there. And then it's also run by a billionaire because everyone on there is trying to, like, own Elon Musk. Like, he's so evil. It's like, okay, fine. Like, Elon Musk is bad. But, like... Mark Zuckerberg's not good. I mean, Elon Musk is a more bombastic version of Musk, but like, oh, sorry, Musk is a more bombastic version of Zuckerberg. I'm getting them fucking mixed up. Obviously, I know the difference between them, just the freaking names. But anyway, yeah, and like Zuckerberg's like very insidious and weird. And didn't people think he was a robot? I mean, obviously, he's not a robot, but I feel like people thought that, right? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of, uh, take that, Elon. Like, people will post something really dumb. Like, 
just like a gif of like a cat or whatever, like Elon's going to be so mad that I posted this. He must be like fuming. So um, I don't think that Threads is going to take over Twitter. I think that it's just not going to have a vibe. Like, it's just not going to have a vibe. The people there don't know how to post. And I really have a newfound appreciation for Twitter, which I never thought I would have because I've had a love-hate relationship with Twitter always. I was actually very excited for a Twitter rival to come out because I feel like I've been on Twitter so long and I have a lot of baggage on there that I would like to just scrub it clean and, like, start fresh. So I'm, like, all for leaving Twitter, but... After seeing how corny Threads is, I'm sort of like, wow. The people on Twitter, they know how to hang. Like, they really know how to shitpost. They really know how to, like, fight. They really know how to be funny. There's a lot of comedians there and a lot of, like, really good, you know, viral tweets and stuff. There's porn. There's heaps of good porn on Twitter. There's a lot going on there. And I'm like, yeah, I think I would rather the fighting and the porn and the toxicity than... Goodwill threading, like 10,000 likes, you know, like it's no competition. Um, so, yeah, I just don't see it being influential. I think that people will use it and I think it'll just be like an extension of Instagram where people have it and they just put boring status updates. But I don't think it's going to move the needle on things, which is uh, what Twitter does. It's like number of followers versus engagement. I feel like the engagement on Twitter is just going to stay way higher, whereas a lot of people will be on threads, but I don't think that the things that they post are going to have any impact on the real world like Twitter does. But I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm still using it, but I've had to actually pull myself back from being an asshole. Because like I said, I've been very testy the last few weeks. I've definitely been like, more snarky than usual and I guess like wanting to be a prick to people and on Twitter in the last couple years I've actually really pulled back from like not getting into fights on Twitter because it is like the worst waste of time like it is really bad for your mental health and for the most part I've been pretty good because I used to get into fights with like Bravo fans and stuff on there I used to get into fights with K-pop fans. I used to get into a lot of political fights when I was getting, like, way too into, you know, different elections and stuff. Like, I remember when I was a Bernie bro on Twitter and I was fighting people over fucking Bernie and that. It was just, like, such a waste. I was a Tulsi stan at a Tulsi stan account. Like, I have just really stopped all of that for the most part. Although last, last week I've, like, had a few tweets of like clapping back at people and stuff because I'm just in a mood but I went to do that on threads like that movie that movie thread that I was telling you about with the uh um the really bad movie titles that they were doing I'm trying to think they would probably do like Barbie thready like it's that's how bad it is like no imagination I went to like quote tweet that slash quote thread it whatever you would call and like say something like snarky and nasty to them and then I'm like don't do it Shark I'm like stop this isn't the place for it and then I was also thinking about myself I'm like Shark you don't like it when random ass Karen ass people come onto your fucking page and leave you a snarky comment and that pisses you the fuck off so don't do it to other people so I was like okay back away from the threads girl like don't do it but I don't know. We'll see what happens. So the big news over the last few weeks was the cancellation of YouTuber Colleen Ballinger, aka Miranda Sings. She's one of the OG YouTube stars. So she's sort of up there with like Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, Jenna Marbles, Trisha Paytas, that whole crew. I never really got her Miranda Sings character or like thought it was funny, but it was huge. I remember 
way back in the day, like one of my friends that I had on the internet. So, I was probably, I was definitely early 20s. So, this must have been when she first came out and was blowing up and he thought she was the funniest thing ever. And I remember the first time he sent me her videos and I'm like, oh, this, like, you think this is funny? I mean, I don't get it. She talks in a funny voice and she wears too much lipstick and she would sing songs like really badly intentionally. I don't get what she was meant to be. I think she was like, I think that was kind of like after the American Idol era when you'd have like William Hung and all of the really bad reality TV singing contestants and, you know, they would get famous. I think maybe it was inspired by that, but I don't, I don't know. I think maybe I was too old for the YouTube wave. I think I like just missed it or maybe I just had better taste. I don't know. I moved out of home like pretty young at like 16 and I couldn't actually afford like a computer with the internet full time until I was in my early 20s. So, I think I just kind of like missed the whole window. But she was huge and she even had a Netflix show at one point that ran for two seasons. So, very, very big deal. And she's been epically cancelled over the last few weeks for literally everything. I mean, I couldn't even list every incident because there's been so much stuff, but it's the usual. It's like, you're a racist, you're a groomer, um, you're a danger to children, you're a bully, you're like a mean girl. I mean, every single thing you can think of, they've thrown at this woman. And I can't even tell if it's really actually working because cancel culture has kind of died. I mean, the moment's definitely shifted. You still have some cancellations, but we're over the hump of when people were just like raging in mobs and like burning down cities and, you know, one bad tweet would just destroy your whole life. We've definitely moved past that, which I kind of think is why they're throwing like everything in the kitchen sink at her right now, because they're really trying to make this happen. But most people realize that cancel culture is bad. And, uh, specifically the YouTube wave of cancellations, that was about like 2017 to maybe like 2021. Um, And the way they're all coming out at Colleen, it kind of feels like fake. Like, it almost feels like a bunch of people got together and they're just trying to pretend that it's still 2019 and it's not. But this cancellation largely stems from this one evil little Zoomer named Adam McIntyre. He's 20 now, but he knew Miranda or he worked with her when he was still a minor. So, I think he started working with... I don't know if he was working with her at 14, but he was somehow involved with her online, like in group chats from when he was like about 14 to 17, and they used to interact online. So, he originally came out in 2020 when he was 17. He tried to cancel her then, which did spark a small avalanche of people kind of coming out against her. So, what they do with these YouTube things, especially is they just dig up everything. So, even if it was like 15 years ago, if you have a even vaguely offensive skit online that you posted in 2007, these bitches will find it and make you apologize for it. And that's what they did to Colleen. And she issued a really, really thorough apology. I think a really good apology because, I mean, I don't think you should even have to apologize for this stuff because I just feel like, well, bitch, am I doing it now? Or are we talking 10 years ago? Because if I'm not fucking doing this shit now, why do I owe you an explanation for anything? But hey, She's in a mainstream world with, like, Netflix deals and stuff. I get it. She specifically apologized for all the, you know, quote-unquote racist things. I can't believe I did a Latina accent. It was totally inappropriate. I'm so sorry. And then other stuff she added more context to. So, one of the main things that she had to add context to to kind of push back on was this Adam kid saying that she was a groomer because she sent him a bra and panties in the mail and, you know, how inappropriate that was, which... 
obviously right. Think about it. She is, she's 36 now, so she's probably early 30s. What kind of woman in their early 30s sends a teenage boy bra and panties? Like, sick, right? Pedophile, right? Well, she had the receipts, and basically what happened was she got a Forever 21 haul of all different kinds of clothes, and she was doing a live stream unboxing it, and she was like, hey, guys, if uh, any of you guys want these clothes that I don't want, I'll just send them to you because she used to send stuff to fans. And there was some underwear in the Forever 21 haul, and it was like these like ugly panties. And all the fans were like, oh, my God, those panties are so ugly and ratchet. Like, send them to me, send them to me. So she sent them to to him, and he begged for it. So, you know, he tried to frame it as if she had slipped off her used thong and, you know, secretly sent it to him in the mail when it was just like a public live stream in front of everyone where she was just sending leftovers from her clothing haul. And they were like loyal fans that worked with her and helped her do content and come up with tweets and stuff. So, you know, he wanted to put her in a certain light and it didn't really work. And she kind of, um, she kind of survived that whole thing because I think the apology was good and like people did jump the gun like oh my god she sent panties and then when she explains it they're like oh that was it um yeah and I also can't believe like side note I moved out of home at 16 you guys know I grew up in the small town I moved to Sydney the city by myself at 16 got a job was out and about getting into mischief you know sneaking into clubs and then you have this kid who was 17 and was now um, traumatized and groomed because Miranda Sings, a YouTuber, sent him some, you know, clothing that he begged for from a YouTube video. I mean, this fucking generation, I, <laughs> I cannot. Um, to be fair, though, like, there is kind of more to their relationship um, and him turning on her because she did used to have him write tweets for her or something like that. Like, he would come up with ideas or he would pitch her things, social media stuff. And I guess because she was a bit older, she probably sort of felt like, hey, you know, these kids are in touch with, you know, what the what the youth are doing, what the other, like, Gen Z Zoomers are doing. So, she probably did take their stuff into account. So, they would help write material for her Miranda Sings character, like, tweets. And... She gave this Adam access to her Twitter account, and then I think he tweeted something that was actually, like, problematic or, I don't know, it was too far, and then she got in trouble for it, and she had to apologize, and what I think happened is she probably either just distanced herself from him then, or maybe she sort of told him off, like, hey, why did you post this? Something like that happened around it, and, um, you know, he turned on her um, at that point, I think kind of out of revenge. And they were all in this big group chat together. And there was definitely a lot of like minors in the chat. Like I think like, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds in this like big group chat with her. Um, And I'll address that in a minute. But yeah, things went sour between her and Adam. So that's when he made the original video trying to cancel her about the uh, the panties and everything, and it didn't work. And now he's like a typical woke Zoomer that just makes videos about problematic YouTubers. Like I was scrolling through his channel and going back, and every single video was like, look what Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star have done now. And like the videos don't have like many views at all. Like no one cares, but he's just been, hey, I'm woke. I'm just going to like cancel everyone that I think is problematic. Very 2020 behavior, but he's still trying to do it in 2023. So all of this like resurfaced about a month ago, and I'm not sure what made it 
click specifically, but for some reason it it worked this time and it's opened the floodgates and it's an all-out cancellation against this woman. Like, everything you can imagine. And not only is this Adam kid milking it with literally, like, daily videos. I mean, the last one that I watched was... um. I've had to call the police and it's like a 20 minute video about like her fans are sending me death threats and now I've had to go to the police because I'm like fearing for my life. I mean, every little crumb he can get from this, he's just milking and the videos have so many views. He was going from like 30k views a video to like 1 million views, 800,000 views and these are like daily videos, okay? Um, And it's just all about how she groomed him and, you know, the whole thing and how terrible she is and he has to call the police and, you know, he's in danger and every other YouTuber in the game is jumping on this. So, again, every inappropriate thing she's ever done in the last 15 years has been dug up. The mainstream media has now picked up on it. So, like, Rolling Stone, The Guardian, it's pretty bad. Like, It's definitely everywhere, and um, there's a lot of accusations that actually aren't accurate. So, the bra and panties is just one example, but there's another one that I saw going around where they were like, she performed in blackface to a Beyonce song, which, first of all, when I saw that, obviously, I don't condone blackface, but... I saw the video and I'm like, okay, this video is clearly old as fuck. Like, it looked like it was from when Single Ladies first came out, and... You know, it does surprise me that anyone would think that, you know, doing blackface is okay at some point. But, you know, we do know that in the early days of YouTube, people did used to get away with that. And I'm just like, she's not doing it now. Like, if you sent me a video of her doing blackface, like, yesterday, (laughs) I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, why is this bitch doing blackface now? But when I'm seeing it's like a blurry old video to an old Beyonce song, and I see that it's been dug up as part of a larger cancellation effort, I'm not going to, like, fucking take it seriously. But anyway, I didn't care. But then... People dug into it more, and it turns out that apparently it was actually green face paint because she did, you know, Wicked the Musical. She had, like, a Wicked skit. This was at one of her live shows, and then she would go from the Wicked skit into doing, like, Beyonce. So it was, like, leftover face paint from the Wicked, you know, green Wicked Witch of the West or whatever. So, you know, when people get cancelled like this and the receipts start flowing, you really kind of got to, like, examine each thing and look into it because usually there's like there'll be more context behind it and usually if there isn't more context it's kind of as simple as someone going oh yeah I can't believe I made that joke back in like 2012 you know I'm so embarrassed that you know I even you know was fat shaming or I made a joke about Asians or whatever I would never say that now and you know we're in 2023 and my humor's evolved and I've grown as a person and then that's kind of like about it, you know, like there's usually not that much more sinister behind this stuff. So obviously, um, she shouldn't have been in group chats with underage fans at all. I mean, I think she was like shit posting with them as well. So I think when they're trying to say like she groomed, they're they're trying to bring up like inappropriate jokes she may have made or something. I haven't read everything that they posted in there, but like obviously it's inappropriate. It's just like dumb too. Like as an adult. Why would you put yourself in that position? Like, I kind of understand, like, okay, let me get all these little, like, super fans that, you know, help me and promote me on social media. Let's just put them all in one group or whatever. It was probably like that. But then if it ever gets to a point where people are kind of, like, making inappropriate jokes, which, look, teenagers do... If you have to be in that group chat as the adult, like, girl, don't be posting anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> like where you're engaging with it, you know. But um, I think that she probably just shouldn't have been in there anyway. But, you know, lesson learned. Um, and it's kind of obvious that like her intent was not to like groom and be a pedophile. It was more just like blurred lines. Um, and there's one skit that's gone viral that's bad where so one of the jokes that Miranda Sings would do, I put jokes loosely because it's seriously such an unfunny character, but I think she was sort of meant to be like special needs, to be honest. I don't know if anyone's clocked that or not, but that's how it came across. And um, or a little bit like Napoleon Dynamite or something, but she would stuff all this candy in her pants. And then I guess the joke was like, she'd reach into her pants and pull out like a Twizzler and munch on it. So she did do like a skit on stage where she had some kid like reach into her Steve Urkel trousers with, you know, candy in them and pull out some candy. Obviously not appropriate. And like, if she was a man and she had like a young female fan do do that, like that guy would be in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she only got away with that because she's a woman. Um, And, I mean, I guess she hasn't got away with it now because it circled back. Like, clearly she shouldn't have had that skit. Um, And I think what happens a lot with these YouTubers, because I have thought about it before, is they got famous. Like, the, the people that are sort of the Miranda Sings generation, so this is kind of like the OG people, they all got famous at, like, a time when definitely we were less sensitive um, and crude shock jock humor was really popular online. That's what everyone was doing on YouTube. And this generation, like, they grew up on, like, Howard Stern, like, Tom Green, like, really pushing the envelope. And then they come onto YouTube and they start doing that kind of comedy. And at that time, the internet really was the Wild West because, you know, I was on the internet around that time too. Of course, you know, I was not as famous as like Jenna Marbles, but uh, I was on the internet then. And I do remember like even early Twitter, if you go back and you see the very early tweets, like celebrities were coming on Twitter and just actually tweeting as themselves and saying all kinds of stuff. Like the old Rihanna tweets are amazing. It's she's, she has, Rihanna has some racist tweets She has tweets threatening to, like, you know, get in fights with people and stuff, like, ratchet shit. So, people just kind of had, like, a different mentality then. People didn't really think about, oh, my God, I'm going to, you know, lose my livelihood if I tweet the wrong thing. And we just didn't really have the same kinds of censorship and cancel culture and accountability, et cetera, et cetera. So, these people are in this, like loop of just being online, getting constant validation for these shock jock jokes, you know, rewarded with, you know, a Netflix show. Hey, we're signing you to fucking Netflix. Here's your book deal. Here's your, you know, podcast. Here's your fucking merch line that's making a million dollars. And I just think the lines get blurred of what's appropriate and what's not. They kind of forget that their audience is kids because they're sort of insulated a bit, I think, with, you know, entourages and everything. And they're just pumping out content. And then, you know, you get into situations where, hey, I was in a group chat with underage fans when I shouldn't have been, or, you know, I did a skit on stage that was, like, really not cool, etc. And like I said, like, no one does this stuff anymore. Like, it's all old shit that they bring up pretty much. Um, But when you've lived your life on the internet as a performer and as just a person as well for, like, 15 years, it's very easy to stitch stitch together a compilation of every bad thing you've ever said or did and make you look like a monster. I was even thinking about, um, you know, how all the apps can read our messages. You know, even our messages on, like, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, et cetera, they're meant to be private, but actually they're, you know, they're reading them. If you stumbled upon, like, 
government material. Say you just you stumbled on like material that was going to change the next election. Instead of assassinating you, which the government might do, they could probably easily just leak your messages like out of context and stuff and then just like have you cancelled. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh my God, because no- nothing's private, you know. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, with this stuff, a sane response is kind of like, look, Colleen, girl, you're 36, no more group chats with underage fans, and you need to not have physical contact on stage with anybody at your live shows, especially not kids. And, you know, obviously that was wrong, and let's move forward. But, of course, that's not the reaction that people have. The reaction people have is like, let's destroy them, because it's not it's not about stopping bad behavior, you know, or um, making someone like be better. They love that. Like, you know, do better. It's not about do better. It's about let's destroy them because in the YouTube world, especially everyone wants clout. So if you go on YouTube right now, every single fucking person with a YouTube account is digging out every receipt they can find on this chick so they can make the video of like more proof that Colleen Ballinger is a groomer and then they can get views and they can get subs out of it. Like Adam's account, like I said, every single day is a new video. He actually kind of all about Eve turf because he like came into her life as his super fan and it's almost like assisting her with things like, oh, I can come up with, you know, content ideas. I can come up with tweets for you, etc. Oh, why don't you send me these clothes from the stream? I want them. And then he kind of compiles it all and then comes back and like cancels her. And then he u- launches his own YouTube career off of her. Very opportunistic. And the other main person that is really using this cancellation for clout is Trisha fucking Paytas who is back, and she has been cancelled herself a million times. She's such a fucking cockroach. You just cannot get rid of her. Like, every time they cancel her, she comes back. Her last cancellation, which I think I covered on the podcast at the time, was uh, she had this show called Frenemies. It was a YouTube podcast show with Ethan Klein from the H3 podcast. He is the worst. He's another one that just goes around moralizing and, like, cancelling. That's his brand, is, like, cancelling people and calling people out for being problematic even though like he was problematic originally because again he came of age in the um at the time when yeah it was just less woke and he had jordan peterson on his show early on and then he had to like come out later when he had like a woke pivot and was like i've removed my jordan peterson interview i don't stand by it anymore so whatever but his whole thing is just canceling people and uh They had a show together. It was hugely successful, Trisha and Ethan. Then she turned on him because she actually turns on everybody. And he's a scumbag too. They're both the worst. But her whole thing is just like backstabbing everyone and being psychotic. So she was friends with Colleen and she's come out now to jump on the bandwagon. And her videos, like when she got cancelled, her videos were getting like 50,000 views. Now she's got videos about Colleen that are like 3.3 million views and she's pumping them out too to like make the most of this and everyone is like a fan of hers again. I'm like, hang on, you guys all cancelled her and we're like, she's so problematic because she did a lot of things where she like pretended she was transgender, she pretended she was black, like she did all these things that offend this Zuma crowd. But now that they can kind of, like, leverage Trisha to cancel Colleen, they just... Because, again, it's not even about, like, truly being offended. It's just about tearing people down and trying to get clout off of it. And Trisha is totally uh, twisting the truth as well because 
The reason she's involved herself in this, right, is that they dug up these old videos where Colleen was making fun of Trisha online and making fun of her weight and stuff, and it was from years ago, and Trisha is, like, notorious for talking shit about people and backstabbing people and, like, flip-flopping on people. Like, that's, like, her brand. Like, it's all she does, but now she's playing the victim. Like, I'm sure she knew that Colleen had talked shit about her before, but now she's just, like, acting like she's so offended by it. And the other big thing that they're trying to spin now, like, Trisha and Adam and all of them, is that Colleen was sending Trisha's nudes to her you know, minor fans in the group chat or, body, you know, body shaming Trisha, that is totally out of context from what I can tell. So, what happened was Trisha actually joined OnlyFans years ago. She's sort of like an OG of OnlyFans, I think, and her OnlyFans photos always went viral on social media with people making fun of them, honestly. Like, the amount of time I've seen her photos come over my timeline of people going, oh my god, yuck, like, she's disgusting, because... She's, like, super overweight. She's covered in cellulite. She has, like, botched boob job scars. I'm not, like, body shaming her. I'm literally just, like, describing her body. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. But obviously, you think of OnlyFans models as, you know, like, these hot, like, Instagram, um, Sammy Sheen or whatever. Um, And Trisha's definitely not like that. Like, Trisha got famous doing mukbang videos where she sits there and eats, like, pizza and giant bowls of pasta and stuff, right? And she does, like, kind of gross, weird videos as well on her OnlyFans. Like, I think when she had her falling out with Ethan at the H3 podcast, she did a video where she's, like, masturbating to the H3 podcast. She does, like, weird troll-type stuff. And she advertised her OnlyFans all over her Twitter constantly. The Twitter that she originally had the following of all of her young YouTube fans because she's been a YouTuber for years and years. So, of course, she has underage fans. And then Twitter, you're allowed to post porn. So, she started posting her OnlyFans stuff on her Twitter feed and everyone will be like, oh, my God, ew, you know, I didn't need to see that. Um, And I think maybe some screenshots of that were sent around in the group chat. But the screenshot that I saw that I think uh, the main one that they get that Colleen is getting in trouble for. She sent it to Adam, I think it was. And they're trying to go, oh my God, she was sending porn to children. And it's like a screenshot of Trisha's Instagram stories where she was advertising her OnlyFans account. And you can't even post porn on Instagram. So really it was just like a screenshot of an advertisement for it. And people's like, People send each other screenshots back and forth as, like, that's, like, a language. I mean, I don't know. It depends how old you are. But, you know, I had a friend and we would always, like, in our DMs, we would just send each other pictures of, like, um, Aubrey O'Day back and forth. And we did send pictures of Trisha from her OnlyFans to each other. We would send, by the way, my friend was, like, over 30. Like, my age wasn't a child. But, um that's it's a thing you know like you just send pictures back and forth so i think that's all that really was but again because she's being cancelled they've tried to spin it into she's sending nude photos to children um and trust me on trisha if you guys aren't familiar with her like she's not a victim like she's just trying to get her views up um and, you know, I was going over all of this and I did want to kind of speak up about it. At first I thought, oh, whenever there's anything involving like grooming or children or whatever, I do definitely get hesitant to like weigh in and defend or add context to it because it's such a touchy thing. And that's 
that's definitely way worse than being called a racist. Like, I used to think it was the worst thing you can be called as a racist. But the worst thing you can be called is like a groomer defender or like a pedophile or anything. And that that's like the new racist right now. And it's f- being flung from both sides. Like, the right wing are always freaking out, thinking everyone's a groomer. And then we have these Zoomers that think everyone's a groomer. They think the idol, which I'm going to talk about at the end, they think that is you know, rape porn when it's literally just a scripted series. So it's definitely groomer mania now that has overtaken uh, the accusation of racism. And that's definitely something that I do not want to be tarred with. Um, So I do feel like, uh, should I weigh in about Colleen? But just over the last few years, whether it was like COVID or if it was defending different people that got cancelled, um, even though I've always, like, been outspoken, there's even people I look back on, like, I should have gone harder on that because, like, I, you know, I would have been right. Like, so now I just try not to even get in my head about it and just go there. And if people think that it's shocking for me to say at the time, I know that, you know, I'll be vindicated in a year or two, so it's fine. Um, But anyway, I had a kind of a similar thing happen to me as Colleen with this Adam kid, definitely nothing sexual, FYI. I just want to put that out there off the top. But back in my blogging and like music commentary days, you know, I had all kinds of fans online. I mean, I didn't have like an army of fans, but I definitely had like people that were fans of my writing and my, um, you know, style of humor and everything. And there was this one girl, a K-pop fan. Hang on, let me just grab a drink. Yeah, sorry, I'm back. There was this one girl K-pop fan, and she followed me for years. She would comment on, you know, all of my reviews. She had, like, good taste in music. Uh, And I had no idea how old she was because most people on Twitter, they have, you know, cartoon avatars and everything, and she always seemed smart. She definitely had a good taste in music, as did I. So um, I think I just assumed she was older. And then when I stopped writing online, she still followed me on Twitter and would interact with me there. And I actually had a K-pop show that I hosted for a network and she would watch that. So she was just a supporter. And like, I would, you know, remember her as like a fan. It's like some of you guys that follow my podcast and message me on Instagram, of course, like I know you guys and I interact with you in the Instagram DMs and send voice notes to some of you and stuff. So it's kind of like you end up with that relationship, which by the way is why, I do have some sympathy for Colleen, even though she should have known better as an adult, like not to be in a group chat. I think like even on my micro level, I chat to people so I can imagine being that big and how lines could be blurred. So um, this girl, we would chat. And then I think eventually I realized that she was young because she'd messaged me. She started messaging me more in the DMs, like in the last few years, actually, about um, personal stuff. So she had said something about like she was starting university. So in my head, I was like, oh, my God, like she must have been like 14 when she started reading my blog back in the day. And I definitely wouldn't call her like a friend. And I didn't tell her, you know. I wasn't opening up to her about private things I was going through or anything like that. It was really me just responding to things she would send me. And we definitely did not have inappropriate conversations. It was mostly just like K-pop. But then sometimes she would bring up um, things about herself. And I found out at one point that she, it was either like autism or Asperger's, one of those things, right? And it kind of made sense to me. I'm like, oh, that's why she would seem a little odd because she would get hyper fixated on things. Like at one point she would always, um, she would always send me the Myers-Briggs personality tests and like long analyses of them. And I, of course I wouldn't like read it all. I would just like thumbs up and go, wow, interesting or whatever. Cause no one has time to read all that, but I just would be polite to her. And 
you know, she would send me K-pop things and, you know, I just kind of thought, look, she's some nerd. She's a fan of mine. She doesn't really have any friends. You know, I can be nice. Like, she's been supportive. Um, and she would get annoying at times, for sure. Like, at one point, she became completely obsessed with making, like, virtual girl groups. Like, she would make up K-pop girl groups using photos of other idols and she would come up with like names for them and stuff and then she would send it to me and she'd be like what do you think of this and it's like girl I'm not reading your whole like k-pop role play but I would be like cool like you know um looks great or whatever and if I didn't reply she would start sending like question mark question mark question mark and I would just always chalk it down to she's neurodivergent like she can't help it it's fine so I was nice and then slowly in recent years, she had, like, started to turn on me out of nowhere and she would just message me out of the blue about, like, mean jokes or, like, mean things I'd said seven, eight years prior on my blog. Like, why did you make fun of this, you know, celebrity's plastic surgery or, you know, why are we always so mean to this K-pop group but not, like, a different K-pop group, you know, and it started to get, like, rude and annoying And I would just handle it again because I did feel like the adult, even though she at this point she's an adult as well. But I sort of still treated her like she was younger and that obviously she's a little bit spurgy, whatever. Um, And then one time she just sent me paragraphs and paragraphs of of text about how she didn't approve of uh, my tweets and my sense of humor and how I had made fun of this person or that person. And now that she's older, she realizes how problematic I am, but she was scared to say anything because she felt like peer pressure from me, which is insane because I've never like, literally all I was was like nice to her. And like, sometimes she would send me, like she tried to start a blog herself and I'm like, you're a great writer, keep it up. Like, well, she actually was a good writer, but that was like the extent of it. And then in her mind, she'd come up with this thing that I had like peer pressured her and she'd been building all this resentment over to me. And like pretty much what had happened was, I guess she got to university. She, you know, the wokeness or whatever took over. And maybe she did kind of think like, oh yeah, that guy that when I was 14, I used to love his like blog where he would shit post and stuff. And now I'm older. And I think he was like kind of mean, which is fine. Like she's grown up now. And she probably thinks I'm, I am some like shit posting troll. So if you liked me when you were a teenager, you know, I was much younger than two, by the way, I was posting stuff. I was like in my early twenties, mid twenties, but you know, we all grow out of things. So that's fine. I don't expect you to like find me funny forever. Like you can find me annoying, but then to like unload it all onto me when I'd been so nice to her. And then imply, like, I had, like, pressured her or something, which that's something she had just made up in her head. Like, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing like that at all. I was, like, totally offended by it. Um, I can't even remember what I wrote back to her. Do I have it up here? Um, I'm sorry. I'm just, like... And then she sort of flipped and she's like, no, I want to be like you, like, because you really know who you are and, like, you just say how you feel and... Um, you know, the reason I followed you was like, you gave me courage to be myself. And it's like, well, what is it? Was I peer pressuring you? And I'm like, so problematic and awful. Or did I give, did I give you encouragement to like be yourself? But I mean, again, she was like a fan. She wasn't a friend. And that's probably what this Adam kid had with this Colleen Berenger. Um, 
So it's just kind of an unhealthy parasocial relationship. And sometimes you don't realize it from your end because you think, oh, I'm just being nice to a fan. But then in their head, they have some kind of fixation on you. And it can go like there's a thin line, a thin line between love and hate. It can go from them thinking everything you do is great to like one day you post something they don't approve of or whatever. And then they're like, hang on, like, I actually think you're terrible. And then I guess because they've had such an investment in you, they really turn on you. But I don't get what this whole, like, Zuma trend is of feeling like they have the right to trauma dump on everybody. Like, if you're this Adam kid or if you're this girl that turned on me, kind of, why not? Like, what stops you from just being like, oh, yeah, I outgrew that person. Yeah, they were kind of a dickhead and moving on. Like, why do I have to hear about all your trauma about it. You know, like this Adam kid going, I was 17 and she sent me clothes I begged for and now I've been groomed. Like, what? Um, These kids are fucking soft, honestly. (laughs) Like, I'm not, again, I'm not like condoning some of the jokes and stuff that Colleen did. And you look, I haven't looked over everything, so you don't need to send me every little thing. Do you condone this? Girl, I don't have time to go over hours of like footage, but I've just, I've seen so many of these fucking YouTube cancellations now. Most of them turn out to be rubbish. And then you end up seeing the person that did the canceling as you watch them over time, you realize that their whole brand is just tearing people down to like big up themselves. So I just feel like I've been there, done that at this point. So I'm not taking the bait with Colleen Ballinger. And um, what, yeah, these fucking soft kids too. Like, Okay, growing up now, oh my god, I was so offended by the Miranda Sings jokes. Like, this is horrifying. When I was, like, 11, I had a South Park birthday cake for my 11th birthday, and it had Kenny's head cut off on it with blood all over the cake, and I I loved it. I requested it. I used to watch South Park, and I'm kind of like, well, you know, if I could watch South Park at 11, I'm sure you could handle a Miranda Sings skit at, like, 14 or 15 or seeing, like, Trisha Paytas naked on Twitter. I mean, you guys have grown up with the literally the internet at your fingertips. I'm sure you've all seen a lot fucking worse than like a Trisha Paytas photo across your timeline. But again, they they feel the need to victimize themselves and turn everything into I was groomed, I was victimized, and hey, how can I monetize this? How can I put this out for the world and let everybody know? everything that's going on with me and big up myself. So whatever. I mean, it's the same thing all with the Sam Smith backlash too, again, of the like, think of the children. I really hope this doesn't get taken out of fucking context. But like, people keep freaking out about Sam Smith, who's obviously like some gross, you know, sad loser, but his music's not aimed at kids. And if your kid happens to see a Sam Smith video on YouTube, they're going to be okay. Like- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they'll be fine. Like, they're not they're not going to be completely corrupted because they saw a Sam Smith fucking performance. So, like, calm down. Anyway, the last thing that I want to talk about is The Idol, uh, the season finish. I loved it. I was going to do, actually, like, a, a deeper dive on The Idol, but I just went on another podcast, The Getting Lit Pod, and we talked a lot about the... Uh, the backlash and and the media reaction around it. We did like two fucking hours on the idol, I think. So I kind of feel like I'm idled out. And if anyone wants my in-depth takes on it and me just shitting on the media and um, the media and social media's reaction to the idol, 
you can go listen to me on the Getting Lit pod, but I'll kind of give you the cliff notes if you don't want to like sit through that much content. But uh, the season wrapped up season one. I absolutely loved it. It's definitely up there, I think, for me with Succession and White Lotus as the the best shows that I've seen recently. Um, HBO is just fucking killing it. Like, HBO is on fire. I mean, I feel like they just don't miss now. The the finale of The Ida was interesting because it kind of addressed a lot of things that it was criticised for. So, one of the big criticisms was people said that The weekend was cheesy and he couldn't act. And if you guys remember the first podcast that I did about The Idol when it first started, I'm like, yeah, he's meant to be this, like, mid-dweeb, like, cheesy guy, like a Justin Bobby, because these are the kind of guys that always end up, like, roping in these hot chicks. It's always these, like, loser guys. It's never these amazing guys. And then on the finale, they kind of reveal him to be this pathetic fucking loser because everyone's like i don't buy him as you know a master manipulator he's pathetic and then the plot twist at the end it's like oh yeah he is pathetic so that was a thing that people got wrong and everyone kept pointing out that he had a rat tail like it's so corny that he has a rat tail they acknowledge that in the show and they make fun of him having a rat tail so again another thing that just flew over people's head and um they also said that uh the main female character so it was lily rose depp playing the pop star jocelyn They were really upset that she was uh, being supposedly victimized and sexually exploited in the plot. This is um, male, you know, torture porn from men. Men have just enacting their rape fantasies on screen. That's what they were saying. And then the twist at the end of The Idol was that, like, she was in control the whole time and she'd sort of used him as a muse for her own creativity. Um And, of course, none of them kind of acknowledged that. None of them were like, oh, wait, I actually misread the show and my backlash was totally misplaced. And isn't that interesting that they tricked me like that? Wow, maybe I should, like, go back and kind of, like, watch the show again without the bias lens. No, they don't do that. They just find a new reason to hate on it. So, you you just can't reach these people. Um, When I was on the other podcast talking about this in depth, the thing that really disturbed me was that not only was social media up in arms, but there was not one mainstream critic that understood the show. And I've never seen such a uniform, um, like, condemnation of something like I have with this. And this is going to get critically reevaluated, as I've been saying. I don't know if it'll just take, you know, a year or five years or whatever, but it's going to be critically reevaluated and it's going to be seen in, like, quite a positive light eventually. And... I'm just blown away that there wasn't one person at a mainstream institution like, you know, a Rolling Stone or a Vanity Fair that could offer a counterpoint to the show. The only article that kind of understood the show and gave it a fair go was Compact Mag, this writer, Adam, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his second name, Leah, I think. And he's in that kind of like red, red, I nearly said red circle, red scare adjacent, um, you know, alt kind of whatever, hipster indie art criticism. Like he's not really mainstream, but he got it, but no one in the mainstream got it. And that's alarming because you guys are meant to be like leading cultural critics. And I get if something's polarizing, like the idol was supposed to be provocative it was supposed to provoke people and it was supposed to provoke like the media class specifically. So I get that it's going to like trigger people. It was intended to do that, but there should be someone at one of these publications that 
like gets it but no one did and uh people wrote about it like it was a snuff film they did not understand that this was just a scripted series and when i was talking to uh, my friend about it on his pod one of the funniest things is if you actually go in the real world and ask just average people especially women oh have you seen the idol this cool show that's out now they watch it and they're like oh cool yeah this is juicy kind of reminds me of like showgirls how fun like they don't take it that seriously they just like oh this is kind of like dark and sexy a bit edgy i'm into this oh this is twisted i like it like they have a positive reception but the media class and the social media class as well like you know the twitterfied people to them, this was uh, leaked torture porn from the dark web. And, uh, yeah, I just it, – it blew my mind the whole time because it really just showed that how bad the media has sunk um, when it comes to cultural critiques. Like, you can't get – I don't think you can get um, good cultural commentary from the mainstream anymore. I think it's all in podcasts and, like, substacks and stuff. I don't think there's anyone left – in the mainstream. And I actually thought with kind of anti-wokeness coming back into fashion that maybe some some of these voices would be in these mainstream institutions, but judging by the reception to the idol, it's not. And one of my big takeaways from this as well is, and I've tweeted this, is um, I feel like streaming culture has kind of been a bad thing because now people think that all content is designed for them and it's not. So, Back in the day, if you were kind of an intellectually curious person, if you liked things that were outside of the mainstream, if you liked artsy films or whatever, weird horror genre films, you know, whatever the case may be, you had to kind of go and seek that out yourself and find it. Um, so that that material tended to find the audience that it was more intended for. But with streaming now, with like Netflix and stuff, once something comes out on these mainstream platforms and we just have the we can get to it with the click of a button. We kind of think that everything is supposed to be for us. So then when we watch something and it's not for us and it is kind of edgy and it is provocative like the idol was, the reaction to it is so extreme and honestly unhinged. I mean, if you want to see for yourself, like just go on Twitter and type in the idol or type it into YouTube and see some of the videos and critiques on it um, and how people were just completely falling over themselves and completely just not understanding this series and how offended they were by it. Um, And I kind of think we, I mean, we're never going to go back and it is great that you, you know, it is great that it's so easy to access things, but I kind of wish things were like gatekept a little bit more. So the norm is that really they're only supposed to be watching The Voice They're only meant to be watching whatever the new singing competition is on TV. And that's not to down them. That's just some people mentally, that is what they're equipped for. Maybe they're smart in other areas. Maybe they're great at math. Okay. Maybe they're like the best accountant, but when it comes to the stuff that they watch, they're meant to plonk home and watch Simon Cowell and the X Factor, or they're meant to watch like, what's like the worst sitcom? I'm trying to think of one. I don't know. I don't watch new sitcoms. What's the worst sitcom? Like Two and a Half Men? Is that bad? I mean, I haven't seen it because some cheesy sitcoms I like. But you guys, you know what my point is. They're only meant to see that. They're not meant to see anything outside of Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton on The Voice. And now suddenly they've had to watch The Idol or some other thing because they've seen it 
front page of Netflix, oh, th- this looks like it's for me, and they watch it and they're completely triggered and, sp- and they're, like, so offended. It's like you weren't, you were never meant to see that in the first place. This was not meant to be for you, and it did get me thinking about Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe film, which you guys know I defended a lot on here. I was a big fan of Blonde. And that was a movie that, yeah, totally was not meant to be seen by everyone. It was like a weird three-hour art film about someone's trauma. And, like, no one's going to get that anyway because that is a very kind of niche thing. That's not a knock on anybody. Like, there's plenty of stuff that I would not watch because I would go, oh, that looks a bit distasteful. That looks, you know, a bit boring or whatever. Like, that movie's not for everyone. And at the time, I praised Netflix for airing it because I kind of thought, wow, how cool that the most, literally the most mainstream kind of generic streamer in the world has like put out this this art film that usually would never be seen on such a wide scale and now everyone's watching and I thought that was amazing. And now in retrospect, I'm kind of like, that film had no right being on Netflix. Like it just shouldn't have been on there or if it was, it shouldn't have been marketed like it was because I can see why normal viewers who aren't, paying attention to, like, all of the new movie news. They just see headlines of Marilyn Monroe biopic with, you know, these great, you know, Bobby Cannavale and these great actors coming to Netflix. They did expect that they were going to get a conventional Marilyn Monroe Monroe biopic. And I know that the director, he did interviews and he explained, like, this isn't a biopic. Like, this is a film about, you know, someone's trauma and it's about, like, you know, he explained it all, right? I've, I've talked about it on my podcast before if you want to go back and listen to my blonde rants and episodes. But normal people aren't going to be reading interviews with the director. So now I think mm, it probably never should have been on there. It should have been on, like... Mubi. Do you guys know Mubi? M-U-B-I. I don't know if you have it in the States, but it pretty much just only shows like Criterion Collection films and it gives you like a different, uh, you know, artsy film each day to watch. It's for like the cinephiles. It probably should have been on there. So not everything's for everyone, guys. And I always say that about my podcast and people are listening and they get mad. And why aren't you talking more about, you know, this housewife show? Why, why don't you like uh, Garcelle? It's like, well, you know what? This isn't for you. There's a lot of podcasts that you can listen to and go find one that is for you. Um, All right, guys, thank you for listening. And sorry, the episode was late. This is actually the next day. I recorded the first part like yesterday and I couldn't get through it. And then even today when I woke up, I was fine once I got the day started, but I just like did not want to get up. Now I'm trauma dumping like the uh, Colleen Ballinger's victims. Yeah, it's just this fucking winter. It's just really like thrown me. But anyway, whatever. Um, I'll see you. I'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening. Follow me on socials at unpopularjp, and you know my personal Twitter is Jarkady. That's the one that I really use, and TikTok now, I guess. And um, yeah, bye. 